Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. All right, here we go. Thanks to everybody who's subscribing. Got, I think, probably about 50, 50 solid subscribers, 50 downloads, 735 downloads as of today. So really not a bad start, uh, considering all I do is turn on the microphone and ramble. <laughs> so if you like the flavor of my ramblings, continue to tune in. I'm going to be transitioning um, into interviews as well pretty soon. I'm interviewing a, an ER doc here later today. Uh, not sure if I'll release on the Magic Pisces podcast or one of my old um, an old podcast I have called Fascinating Talks. <clears throat> we'll see how it goes. I'm kind of liking the the monologue, and there's a specific type of guest that aligns with the frequency of this podcast. Um, and so it doesn't mean that I can't interview you know whomever, but I like to I, I I'm gonna sort of weigh and or judge the frequency and see whether or not this person is a fit for the frequency of this. And if not, that's fine. I will just release it on the other podcast, Fascinating Talks. But there's just a lot of interesting information. If you look at information through the lens of frequency, um, there's that which resonates with truth and that which doesn't. And I think all of us are sort of scrambling to discover the truth. One of the truths that I'm currently noticing is that there's a lot of fear permeating all of it. And I I had a controversial Facebook post the other night. I, this meme came through and I I posted, I, it, it was a picture of Jim from the office and, he, and, and it said, if you rat on your neighbors for COVID-19, then you would have ratted on Harriet Tubman and the and Anne Frank, I just saw it coming through, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny." I'll just I'll just share it, and that started about a two-hour Facebook argument. Um, I felt surprisingly aligned in all of it. I was kind of defending my position, but you know, people were so offended. My old neighbor was so offended. This is so offensive. How dare you talk about the Holocaust? And it was, um, it was uh, this old neighbor of mine. And I was, um, the thing that came to my mind amidst that was that I had a professor in college named Professor Ensley at CSU, Colorado State University. And I took his class, 20th century European history. Now, this person's parents were actual Nazi party members and not that they were like part of the genocide. They were just people who joined the party because the party served their best interests. It's not like every Trump supporter is a white supremacist. They just feel that his party supports their best interests. And so they, they joined the Nazi party, apparently, I think, sort of in the middle of the war, I believe, like officially joined the party. I can't remember exactly how he, he phrased it or exactly how it went down. It was a long time ago. But he was talking in class about the fascist potential in America. And he basically was, he he gave us, he, he was talking about the, the, the fact that nobody noticed what 
they were doing, excuse me, as they were doing it. And all of a sudden, this thing just sort of happened. And there's this book that he gave us to read called Ordinary Men, which is just this this book about ordinary soldiers, these people that just signed up for to be soldiers in the German army. And next thing they know, they're slaughtering Jews, you know, rounding up Jews, throwing them into gas chambers, shooting them, and then, you know, burning them in, or burying them in mass graves or in, crema, you know, burning them in crematoriums. And, and they were just ordinary men. They were just people who were subject to manipulation, to powers that were beyond them, powers of evil, ultimately, uh, evil powers of persuasion that were working through other human beings and the planet at the time. And so I, my only intention is to have people take a look. And there's something on the other side of that. I'm so offended that, that, that there might be, there, there's something over on the other side of your offensiveness, <laughs> your offendedness, I guess, um, that might be worth investigating. So what happens is we very often have emotional reactions to situations and then we let the emotions dictate what we say or how we act. And emotions can be very powerful things. And what you see going on in social media is just one emotional reaction after another, after another. Now, I try to think things out. I do not always do it. I am not in any way, shape, or form a perfect human being. I just kind of thought it was funny, even though it's not funny. There's nothing funny about Anne Frank. I just thought it was kind of funny, so I reposted it and then went about my business. And then the next next time I logged in, there was just a shitstorm had ensued. And And there are a bunch of people who liked it. One of the things I'm noticing, actually, is that the, um, the liberals are always pointing their fingers at the conservatives for being fascist. And, and I'm noticing that the, a lot of conservative friends I know are like, no, fuck this, don't take my rights away. No, fuck this, I have a gun. <laughs> no, fuck this. Uh, if I don't like the tyranny coming down from above, I have the constitutional right to do something about it. Um, it's, it's interesting to see the rallying call from conservative people I know who I had kind of branded as anti-freedomists or something, and they're kind of like... Um, there, there's this sort of pow, there's this kind of rising upness that I see emerging in them, and I notice a lot of um, liberal. Actually, a lot of this. I, there's one of the guys I was arguing with on Facebook, or who was I wasn't really arguing with him. He was arguing with me regarding this meme, this Anne Frank, uh, Harriet Tubman meme. He was, he's like this total punk rock dude who just doesn't seem to give a fuck that. He does. He can't go outside now. I now that that he can't go outside. There's like no rebelliousness in it now. I get the public health concern. I am not even remotely suggesting that this this virus is not dangerous. I'm not remotely suggesting that this virus is not real. I'm not remotely suggesting that you can't die from it if you get it. I'm not remotely suggesting any of these things. I don't know about any of these conspiracy theories. Um, I saw a great post from a guy yesterday who was um, talking about conspiracy theories. That's just a label, the word conspiracy. Conspiracy theories are just theories. They're just, they're just 
notions that people think up based on evidence that they gather. And based on that scientific, very often scientific evidence, they come up with a theory that then gets labeled, quote unquote, conspiracy. So there are some theories about Bill Gates's part in all this. Is that conspiracy or is that just theory? I don't know. It sounds it's, When you think about it, it's really just a theory. And so there's language being used in all of this that just diverts people away from the truth because ultimately all I want is the truth. Ultimately I care about all I care about is the truth. And I think a lot of people are stopping to ask themselves what's the truth on the other side of this? Cuz even like my parents are like I think this whole thing is blown out of proportion. And perhaps it is, but then I got a mother with diabetes, so I don't want it to be blown out of proportion if that's going to save her life. I have another friend with diabetes. I don't want this to be blown out of proportion if that's going to save her life. So if blowing it out of proportion, quote unquote, blowing it out of proportion saves lives, so be it. But it just seems as if there's something else at at play in all of this. And it does feel as if there is some sort of uh, battle between good and evil um, forces of darkness and forces of light and I, you know, I don't want to get too out there, but I have an energy uh, healer, um, energy intuitive, who I who I trust, who's you know has been suge- who's has suggested that there are forces beyond, there are unseen forces at play in all of this, and there's something about that which I just sort of. I resonate with the frequency of, if that makes sense. And I think that there are a lot of us who resonate with the frequency of there being something beyond what is being presented. And it's just, it's, it's kind of fascinating that they were so quick to just shut down the entire economy of the entire world. And it just occurs as if there are, Um, forces sort of pulling strings beyond those who are presented as the ones who are pulling strings, if that makes sense. It's almost like the, the, the power players might just be puppets for larger power players. Um, all that being said, it is good to see people um, like Governor Newsom in California and these um, the alliance, the alliances that are being formed uh, among states a friend of mine um, just posted a link on my Facebook wall that said um, uh, something about the, the the states actually don't have the right to overrun the federal government. Um, I don't know the nuances at uh, to, to override what the federal government says it can or cannot do, and there's a specific clause in there. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Go to my Facebook wall and you can find it. But um, you can see where she uh, posted that. Yeah, I think it was posted today. There's a clause in there that says that the states can't override the federal government for uh, whatever reason. Um, there's some specific language to it. Um, and that then brings up my, um, you know, that my history background, because the the Civil War, a huge part of the Civil War had to do with states' rights, because the states in the South were saying, it's our right to have slaves. And the states in the, the North, you know, in the abolitionist movement was saying, no, you don't. And that led to the single deadliest war in more people died in the Civil War than all of the other wars combined in the United States. I learned that in seventh grade history, 600,000 deaths. I believe that 
World War II had 200, it was either 20,000, no, no, not 20,000, 200,000. So uh, more, more people died in the Civil War than all the other wars in America combined. And that had a lot to do with states' rights. It had a lot to do with the states in the South saying, it almost had everything to do with the South saying, states in the South saying, we have the right to, to, to have slaves. So don't tell us otherwise. We will go to war and die over this. And I think that there is a lot of um, this situation, this anomaly of a situation is really bringing up, it's raising very interesting questions with people, such as, you know, for me, you know, in, in myself, for instance, you you take away surfing from me, you, you're taking away my basic human right to experience the, the the most beautiful form of freedom that could ever be experienced which exists on the face of the wave after I drop into one and and now that's been taken away and that's sort of like it's 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 helping me to realize or it's made me realize it's led me to realize that that's the freedom I'll die for. That's the freedom worth dying for. That's the freedom worth laying down your life for. That's the freedom that the soldiers who went to fight the Nazis in World War II gave their lives for. It's that type of freedom. I mean, they let people surf in China, right? It doesn't threaten the government to have people out in the ocean paddling around, chasing the next wave, just let them be. Uh, interestingly enough, that is one of the freest things you can ever do, which I find peculiar, you know. They won't let you practice Falun Gong, but they will let you surf. So it's just um, a, a lot of, it, it's just that a lot of things are coming up, a lot of questions are being posed, um, a lot of truth or untruth is trying to reveal itself and truth is trying to reveal itself and untruth is trying to prevent that. I guess that's a better way of putting it. And I've talked to a couple people. Um, I talked to a healthcare worker friend of mine last night and she's I, she hasn't seen many cases. One or two cases, one death. I talked to another healthcare worker the other day who I know, ER doctor. I think he said he saw one death in some old lady, some like elderly woman, one death not overrun. Um, the, he didn't allude to the emergency room or the hospital being overrun with COVID cases, but then both of them say, but in New York, it's like, yeah, okay, in New York. Um, and it occurs as if there's a lot of disinformation being peddled out by the media over there as well. Um, and there's just a lot. It, it's like, if these aren't conspiracy theories, if these are just theories, then maybe they weren't a little bit of investigation. Maybe they warrant that they be disproven. Maybe they warrant that they be proven. Who knows? But there's just a lot of interest. There, there are a lot of interesting dynamics at play in this entire situation. So I didn't really mean for this one to become um, political, um, but I think we're, we, we've come to a time and place where it, it's almost like you got to be political. And I don't want to say that there's a line in the sand that you necessarily have to draw, but it just occurs as if there's some truth that isn't necessarily uh, at the forefront 
of all of it. It doesn't it doesn't occur as if truth is is leading in all of this. And who knows? Uh, maybe this the frequency through which this podcast is being channeled is that the right language uh, is being picked up by something beyond me i don't know do 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 twilight zone music and i actually the other night last week mid middle of the week last week i can't remember i woke up from one of the gnarliest dreams i've ever had in my entire life and there was something in my room there was some spiritual energy that had infiltrated i had sleep paralysis and I don't know what the hell that was all about. Um, I have a theory. But it just occurs as if there's just a lot of energy. Uh, energy. I'll speak more to that theory in a later in a later episode, probably, by the way. But it just occurs as if there are some energies bouncing around that, you know, we don't know the intentions of. And there may very well be a battle of good and evil unfolding. I'm not sure. But I thank you all. If you're one of the 50 or so people that's downloaded an episode, thank you for that. And I will look forward to coming at you in the next episode. Have a beautiful day.